What do you want? You're locked on to The Big Show, presented by Big O' Tires. Just doing it big, you know. Stop by your locally owned Big O' Tires for no credit needed financing. Big O' Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? Uh Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? Hey, guess what day it is. Oh, come on. I know you can hear me. It's hump day. Woo-woo! Pump day. Let's get rolling. This is the Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's actually Tuesday. I know! (laughs) On the Big Show. Live from our Carrier Zone studios here at Vivin Arena, Jake Scott. Our next guests are the <laughs> Gordon Monson. Yeah, it's the it's the Tuesday one, but uh, I will say that Austin Horton, of course, producing today across uh, the glass from us. Um, you, you know, a little tired lately or whatever, and I is hear the ready? I hear today the open Tuesday, right? Take extra uh, yeah, care to yeah. follow the instructions, but or see, you'll be put to sleep. And don't forget Taco Tuesdays. Let's get rolling. I call the, the day wrong all the time. Like, this is something that happens quite a bit. Like, uh, you know, happy Friday on the big show, and it's actually, you know, Monday. And uh, this this is something that I do. You do not. Uh, you didn't, you're usually pretty solid on these things. So I've got to admit, I did double check to see what day it was when I heard the open. <laughs> That's well, I, feel. I thought, did I just, did I just miss a day? Well, I, honestly, I feel like Lou Gehrig. Right now, uh, because that's that's the end of the streak there. I've never messed that up before. Never done that. Not once. And now it's uh, it's all over from here. What was it all for? <laughs> what was it all for? Yeah. <laughs> Why did it even happen? Uh, no, it is Tuesday uh, on the big show. Because I was like, wait a minute, do I have a game? Tonight? Prove it. Do I? Do we have pregame starting at six thirty? Wow, it feels like last night we had a game. Uh, Gordon is here. Gordon Monson, hello. Hello, Jake. What's going on, buddy? Uh, well, uh, just uh, having a splendid day. That's good. Uh, you knew what day it was, of course. Uh, you knew it was Tuesday. Uh, did you, uh, I've got to ask you this because it was a theme on the show for a long time. Did you color code your outfit uh, for us today? Your hat matches your shirt? You've I, got the, the mono uh, color thing going again. I no, no, I do this naturally. No, that's not intentional. You didn't do that just to be no, like, no, "Hey, I'm I'm stoked to be back with you guys. I'm no. gonna I'm gonna bust out the the creative outfit." No, I like to match. You know, I got a sense of style. You're wearing a, a like what color is that? Would you say olive? It's kind of a khaki green. Uh, but uh, uh, Phillies is that a Phillies hat? It is. What what's what's the official fan policy on non like team color gear? And I'm not talking to like alternative, not like the the jazz dark mode gear, not not that sort of thing. But this was like a big thing in the late '90s. I feel like yellow Yankee caps. You know what I'm talking about? 
I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the policy on that? Because I really steered clear of it uh, back in the day just because I thought, well, what do I want to, you know, gear that's not the, the, the team colors, right? But but I feel like this policy has become laxed over the years. This isn't a 90s thing. It's, uh, it's hip. It's today. No, I'm not. I'm not commenting on your particular ensemble. Other than that's just not the Phillies' color. No, it's so not. That's but what, that's what. Uh, okay. That's what brought it to mind. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Can you wear off-color uh, for your team? Like if you're if you are a Yankees fan, but you don't like the dark blue, is it cool to buy a red one? You can if you want. That's. A, it's, I saw an Angels hat that was the Dodgers blue. Yeah, that's just, not I, right. That's what I'm wondering. No, like you don't see it's not any the color. It's not the color. It's the logo. Except for you don't see any blue Utah gear. <laughs> or, see a BYU or, logo in red. Yeah, you don't see any of that. Well, yeah, but if a team gets to a universal level, then it... You know, like the it, Phillies? And the Yankees? <laughs> then it doesn't matter anymore. You know what it is. This is all I'm wondering. I'm not judging. I'm just wondering out loud. What's the, what's the policy on that? Is that, that you're very stylish as you... Mentioned so apparently that's <laughs> you mentioned yeah, uh, you did say so yourself. <laughs> apparently it's still a thing. So I'm just wondering. That's yeah, all. It's okay because this hat's relatively new. So yeah, you can do it. I don't know. I'm going to steer clear. I think. Still. Come on. What color? What color you? What colors are the Utah Jazzes now? Uh, the the Mardi Gras colors. Yeah, but you can also go yellow and orange and black. And yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It has the the alternate uniforms kind of muddied those waters. You know kinda, what I mean? Yeah. They, they, they have, but this isn't an alternate uni- uniform. It's not. Color for, no. It's just it's just it's. I like the color, so I got. I got but it. what's wrong with the Phillies' normal colors, whatever they are? Well, I mean, red they're, they're, and white. They're, they're fine too. This is a way you can still be a Phillies fan and fly the flag without being embarrassed to fly the flag. But not really, yeah, exactly. So people don't know it's a Phillies hat, but you know it's a Phillies right. hat. Right? They're like, oh, big Pirates fan, huh? Right. When you pirates. got your, when you got your, don't but, do that either. I know. I thought P. You when, know? You, when you got your Walgreens hat, were you thinking about <laughs> that you wanted it to be a certain color? My Nationals hat that is red, which is one of their colors. It Red, white, and blue are their colors, point. the great colors of this country. Are you trying to say that the <laughs> the red, white, and the blue don't matter, Gordon? I know. What I'm trying to say is that overall the colors They're not making matter. purple American flags, man. Uh, see, I don't, see I don't, the colors matter. I don't see color. So I, I mean, I'm, <laughs> wow. I'm so you're actually colorblind? Is that what <laughs> Although that, what is that? That's like greens and oranges. You're not actually seeing just black and white. Right? Colorblind? I don't know. I have, yes. I have a friend who lied to me for years about being colorblind. It was something different every time. So. Well, he, why do you do that? Well, I don't know. We can call him if you want. <laughs> why would someone lie about such a thing? I don't know. It's kind of like lying about hitting a grand slam left-handed with the bases empty. All true. Against, the bases were full. Against children. No, I was a child. <laughs> That's what you keep neglecting. When you, it's not. <laughs> I was. I was one year older than these kids. And by, you, by a few months. He was in his that, 18th year. That was a good line. <laughs> you got to admit it. That oh, was a good a, line. It's a good line, but it's, none of it is true. You guys, I wouldn't tell you a fib. <laughs> yeah, then peeled out in his Trans Am. <laughs> Not true. I was on my Stingray bike. Jeez. Oh, man. Without yeah. training wheels. 
This is this is fun. We yeah. have uh, we have some jazz basketball to talk. We'll get to that momentarily. Hey, Garrett Bowles is going to be on the show at two uh, thirty. Gordon, what's um, he doing? Ha- how about a uh, pro bowler, Garrett Bowles? <laughs> what's he doing? After he, didn't he get uh, let go by the Broncos? No, he just signed a huge deal with he the did? Broncos. Yes. Wait a minute. What they do? They let him go and then they resign. I don't him? think they let him go. No, they didn't. No. no. Oh. They just resigned him I mean, I, I, to like a I, massive contract. I sent you an email. Uh huh. I know I saw that, but I, I well, it didn't I say free agent Garrett Bowles, <laughs> Broncos Pro Bowler. Said some such. here. I'll, in fact, I'll read it. Oh, this is this is even better. Former University of Utah Snow College standout and current starting Denver Bronco <laughs> All Pro offensive tackle oh, Garrett Bowles. I neglected. I He's barely it. hanging on up there. Word. Since the word current. I skipped over that part. How old are I now? Listen, All pro. Listen, just because someone gets let go doesn't mean they're a great. They're not a great player. Ask the Kansas City Chiefs about that. But in this case, didn't get let go. <laughs> What's he up to these days? <laughs> I thought he was. You writing a book? <laughs> I thought he was. He was like oh, working at a National man. Park Service or something. <laughs> oh, for his stranger bulls, Garrett. Two thirty. Uh, Garrett is being honored. <laughs> being honored in the the twenty sixth annual National Football Foundation celebration, and uh, it's a pretty cool, uh, pretty I'm sorry, cool event. I'm sorry, <laughs> going down tonight, and he's going to jump on with us. Kevin Maybe. White. Kevin White led us to the water with all this info to get, and then we just didn't drink. I mean, maybe he's he'll be looking on for with a us. job. Anybody got a job? I, I honestly uh, have have never have hoped somebody wasn't listening more in my entire career. Uh, no, yeah. no, it was yeah. worse a few weeks ago. Remember when you were making all those mistakes? Including mathematical ones? No, no, no. I mean that that was that was terrible. I'm not saying I, I'm saying one particular individual. <laughs> the guy we're gonna interview. That, that I, I just hope so much that Garrett Bowles is not listening to the hey, show right hey. now. I, I'm sorry. I said I'm sorry. I I thought they let I thought they let him go as to resign him. No, they actually had what? I thought they were playing games. The old release oh, to sign. Man. <laughs> You know, he's he, the the story of him is amazing actually because well not amazing I guess but he he kind of got that rep for ha- holding a lot and he was a lightning rod for the fan base where they would they would complain about Garrett Bowles and then comes into a contract year last year and just balls out balls out one of the best left tackles in the league and uh, and signs a big deal I'm going to be a mainstay there no, I'm happy with to, I'm happy with the Broncos. <laughs> I'm never going to think I, that out again. I'm glad we had this conversation now <laughs> rather so than glad. when, you know, before we get, because so I could totally see Gordon just as you're introducing Garrett. Hey, Garrett, before we get into things, what are you up to these days? Nice. Have any new hobbies? Must have been hard to get cut. That's, <laughs> that is, that's a rough experience for anybody. Take oh, us through it. Man. Oh, life is good. So Garrett will be on the show. <laughs> 2.30, fine football player, currently employed. Garrett Bowles also, Just being, barely. also being honored tonight, which is which is pretty cool. Garrett, why are they honoring you if you're, oh. you're looking for a job? We should, we Kevin's should, listening. We should really get to the split story of the day. We Radio, really, we really should. Bowles. Shout out to Kevin. 
Kevin, we love you. We appreciate it. We're excited about Garrett coming on the show. Garrett's got a new nickname, Ranger. <laughs> okay. It's time for the split story. <clears throat> two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. Two. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Clarkson with a weird little tap of the ball. Now drives, beats his man. Lamp good, and he's fouled again. Jordan did it again. Jordan Clarkson, who truly was having one of the worst evenings we've seen out of him in his time with the Utah Jazz, has caught fire, is flamethrowing in the fourth quarter, and has brought the Jazz back to even with the Warriors and has a chance to give them the lead. There's something to be said for being unconscious. 28 seconds left, 116-114. Steph has it. Curry off a pick. Splits the double team. Steps back for three. Misses. Rebound tipped. Warriors have it. Back out to Draymond. 17 seconds left. Finds Curry. Another three. Got it. 13 seconds left. Warriors lead by one. A rebound away. Clarkson gets at the top. 12 seconds left. Drives hard with his left hand down the middle of the lane to the rack. No whistle. Misses the shot. Timeout, Warriors. Clarkson went high in traffic at the rim. Lot of contact. No whistle. Rebound, Warriors. They have the ball with seven seconds left. All right, Gordon. uh, The Jazz would lose by three to the Golden State Warriors. Uh, Very exciting ending, certainly. 119 to 116. We will uh, get to the latest two-minute report from the NBA here momentarily. <laughs> but, Gordon, Jordan Clarkson, this this game was all about him in many, many ways. He finished the game with 41 points, 16 of 33 from the field, 5 of 16 from 3. He uh, was ice cold in the first half and then red hot uh, in the second half and then came up a little bit short at the very end. Yeah, that was a strange game. <laughs> What were you thinking through the first uh, three quarters? And then what were you thinking in the fourth? Because it was almost like you were watching a different game. Um, I was thinking in the first three quarters the switching defense is still an issue. Yes, no doubt. Um, And then in the fourth, I was reminded how you solved that issue. Uh, That's your guy beats the guy in front of him, and then the switching defense doesn't work. And so as Jordan Clarkson beat his guy repeatedly, the switching defense looked a little vulnerable. So, I mean, those those were kind of the main lessons I took from it. When Jordan Clarkson was on making his shots and beating his guy, uh, that that Golden State defense didn't look quite so great. You have to have somebody who can generate their own shot against the defense. And like that's, you have a, to. that's a time when you would really miss Donovan Mitchell. And? Mike Conley. Yeah, 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 both. Those, yeah. both guys. Big time. Because Joe Ingles is a lot of things, but he's not yeah. – I'm going to beat the man in front of me. It's just not his game. It's not Royce. Uh, Bogdanovich has some tricks in the tool belt, you know, where the the back down, which I know you love so much, and he does have a dribble drive to his game, um, but not not exactly his strength either necessarily, right? So, I mean, once Clarkson caught fire, it's not a coincidence that it was him because that's how Golden State was playing. Okay, so explain something to me. And that was, uh, you know, something I was thinking about as I was watching the game last night. Why was Rudy Gobert not more able to take advantage of uh, switching D? Because they stay below him. And that brings up the problem that you've brought up many times. Right. Yeah. And then uh, they're going to make sure that Rudy doesn't dunk, so they're going to collapse on him, make it difficult for him to even make a catch. 
let alone, you know, if he were if he were Shaq, he'd just run over those guys and dunk. But that's just not Rudy yet. Yeah. Sometimes you see a little bit of that. I love it when we see a little bit of that. But would, would a quick pass back out from Rudy solve that problem? It, you're, because if they're collapsing on him, then obviously somebody's open. But that's the thing. You're assuming he makes the catch in the first place. Yeah. Or the pass can even get in there in the first place. Yeah. Which well, which they had a tough time with last night. It's no it's no coincidence. It, it's a it's a game plan totally designed to take Rudy out of it offensively. Uh, I mean that's what they're trying to do. It's uh, as I was watching that game, uh, I I thought, okay, if this is the way the Jazz would play with Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley, then this is the formula for beating the Jazz. You know, because they could not take advantage. They couldn't shoot, and when you can't shoot, you can't. It's more difficult to shoot when they're crowding you, which is what they were doing. They were in close proximity to the Jazz shooters, and that made it more difficult for them to make their shots. And they weren't making those shots uh, for a large measure of the game. And then Jordan Clarkson got got going. And all those shots that people complain about, and we'll get into the ball hog nature of this story a little bit later on in the show because there was some online interaction that was interesting. Well, he uh, is a ball hog when the ball doesn't go in. After the game. But but here's <laughs> here's the thing. All those shots that everybody complains about that sometimes aren't the greatest shots in the world, you know what they are? They're self-generated. Yeah. He can go out there and do it. He doesn't, you know, Rudy relies on the pass. He relies on somebody else. He relies on something, the pick and roll working. He relies on something to get his shots. Joe Ingles relies on something to get his shots. Great pick and roll player, but he's got to have it. All right. Right? Bogdanovich, to a lesser extent than those other two, but Bogdanovich uh, relies a lot on, on other people getting his shots. Certainly Royce does, and the list goes on and on. And Jordan Clarkson, everybody kind of gets bent out of shape about those wonky shots, but they're his. He can go get those at pretty much any time. Maybe he's not the most efficient player, but he's also a player that can do can do what he did last night in a stretch. Uh, he went uh, so canceling out the final possessions, Gordon. He went uh, ten of twelve. So he, at the beginning, he started six of eighteen and zero of eight from three. Oof. Yes. Right. Uh-huh. Then he went ten of twelve and five of six from three before closing the game zero for three, zero for two. I mean that's that's red hot ten of twelve. I mean he he scored twenty four points right in the fourth quarter. I got I am pretty sure. Yeah, I thought it was twenty four. Did you say that's why I said twenty four? Okay, yeah. Twenty four is what I said. Sorry, hey, twenty four points. Yeah, yeah. In it fact, was, it, it was tied uh, tied his career high for points in a quarter with twenty four. Yeah, seventeen up until it was it was one of those deals where he got, he got going and then it was uh, the Jazz were turning it on. Uh, there's the, there's the other problem that uh, came into play in a major way, especially earlier in the game, and that was the turnover problem, which led to, what, 26 or 28 Warriors buckets or points? Uh, that That's an issue with this team. You can't give up those kinds of easy turnovers and easy baskets. Well, they buttoned that up in the second half. Yeah, they did, yeah. but by that time, you know, in a, in a game you lose by three, you give up 26 points off turnovers <laughs> – I mean, I'm not great at math, but... Uh, no, I, think... I, I hear you. But that logic, you could also say, you know, if Jordan Poole doesn't hit a prayer from three-quarter court, you know, they only <laughs> they only won by three, right? I mean, uh, I don't know. Real quick on the two-minute report thing, 
uh, just because that is uh, news that came out in the uh, in the last hour or so. Um, <clears throat> the NBA's last two minute report says Jordan Clarkson did get fouled, but not the foul everybody thinks, where he was in the lane, not that one. He got fouled on the three point attempt with 32 seconds left with the Jazz up two, which Jordan complained about in the post game because somebody asked him about the foul in the lane. And he said, uh-huh. "Man, you know." But uh, he actually, we we could we should play the sound later on in the show. But he said, "I got I was I was fouled on the three, but the guy who fouled me, they weren't going to call it." Okay. And you can imagine who fouled him, <laughs> and they didn't call it. But Jordan Clarkson goes to the line there, ninety percent free throw shooter. Chance, Jazz has have a chance to go up five. Completely different ball game, which uh, may I reiterate is why the two minute report is dumb, because Jazz fans now are going to get the the torches and the pits, pitchforks and march on the NBA office for something that the NBA. What are they going to do about it? Go play the replay the end of the game. No, you still no. have to swallow the L. It, but, but it, it at least no it's, good. At least there's candor involved here instead of trying to just cover it. Who cares? Up. Just move on. No, I don't think. Why are you re-picking the scab? What difference does it make? Because Other than you throw the referees under the bus. No. Again, give us the illusion that they actually thought that that was the right call. No. At least give us that. No. Don't turn around and be like, yep, you're right. Your team got screwed. <laughs> no, because Congratulations. There, no, there's pleasure in being able to complain. <laughs> well, you've got that right. I'm not going to disagree with you there. Coming up next, <laughs> Garrett Bowles is going to jump on the show. We're going to talk a little NFL football with the all-pro left tackle of the Denver Broncos. <laughs> Straight ahead. Would he be a pro bowler? On the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. What time is it? It's half past the hour and time to talk Utah Jazz. Oh, Donovan! This is your Jazz at 30 update, presented by Syringa Networks. Working from home or with a hybrid workforce? Get a powerful IT partner with Syringa Networks. Call 385-420-7881 or visit syringanetworks.net. Ring the 30-point bell. Jazz lose last night uh, to Golden State, one nineteen to one sixteen. Jazz uh, had a uh, late comeback to make this one close. Uh, Jordan Clarkson had forty one points on sixteen of thirty three shooting. The NBA did uh, issue its uh, two minute report uh, and said that Jordan Clarkson did get fouled by Steph Curry on a three point attempt with thirty two seconds to go. The Jazz were up two at the time. Here's Jordan talking about that call last night. Not necessarily. You know, I had a good chance of you know. Finishing that at the rim. So like the shot before that on the left wing in front of our bench was probably more of a, you know, should be reviewed and maybe looked at because I feel like, you know, that was more of a foul than anything. Just maybe it was the guy that was guarding me. You know, he couldn't call a foul on late that game. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> it was the guy that can't call it on the guy that was guarding me. So it is what it is. Uh up next for the Utah Jazz, Wednesday night, uh, tomorrow night, showdown with the Portland Trailblazers. Final home game here at Vivint Arena. Game time did change yesterday. It was previously scheduled as a 7 o'clock game. ESPN's picking it up. It will start at 7.30. Pre-game begins at 6.30 here on The Zone. want to remind you about our friends at Syringa. If you're working from home with a hybrid workforce, get a powerful IT partner, Syringa Networks. Call 385-420-7881 or visit syringanetworks.net. Uh, 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 uh. 
Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio afternoon show. I grind every day just so I can live a better life. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, it's a Total Request Tuesday. Today's theme is uh, bands that are no longer together. So send those requests to, uh, at Austin Horton. It's brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. For the latest tour news and artist insight, go to livenation.com. You heard, uh, we're hoping to talk to Garrett Bowles coming up here momentarily, but uh, in the update, Gordon, you heard uh, Clarkson's cut there talking about that three that he felt uh, <laughs> the foul was not called. Well, it turned out that the NBA apparently agrees with it. <laughs> I love it that he said, well, it's the guy who fouled me. They can't call it on him. So <laughs> that's so funny. Not so funny. Oh, I love it that he says it. I think it's funny that he says it. <laughs> I noticed he didn't get fined or anything. I'm sure the NBA was like, well, yeah, that probably had something to do with it. <laughs> And then Steph, in typical fashion, comes down and hits the what is eventually the game winner. And you give Steph Curry two bites at the apple yeah. down the stretch. You know, Booner, we played the highlight earlier. He said it best. He said one rebound away. Yep. You know, they get that rebound. It could have been a different story. But you give Steph two cracks at it. And man, he's going he's gonna to make that. Yep, that's true. So, man, I don't know what to make of that loss for the Jazz because now it gets dicey. Uh, the Suns have to play the Warriors, I believe, tonight. Yes. And uh, I, did, the Jazz maybe didn't do themselves any favors by making the Warriors work harder. Right. And you, interestingly enough, uh, the Suns get Portland the day after the Jazz play them, too. Get Portland on Thursday. So the so the Jazz are essentially working against themselves. Yeah, they're setting up Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> well, that obviously that's only true if they lose, which is exactly what they did last night. Um, so I, yeah, I thought about that because, uh, they are going at it tonight and, uh, if Phoenix loses, then obviously it doesn't matter so much, but uh, if they win, they're going to tighten this thing up and then we'll see where it goes from there. Uh, Jazz going to have to, have to probably win what all three games. Uh, well, their magic number is three. So they have, um, what they have a combination uh, of Phoenix losses and Jazz wins. They have right. to get to three. So if if they win two out of three and Phoenix loses, they get it. Yeah. Doesn't Phoenix play Golden State? That's what we were just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tonight, tonight, tonight. Okay. and then Portland on Thursday, the day after the Jazz uh-huh. play Portland. So, um, are we ready to roll? We're ready. All right, let's jump out to the zone phone. Uh, joining us now, uh, we welcome in the Utah chapter president of the National Football Foundation, Eric Jacobson, who's going to lead us off here. We're going to talk to Garrett Bulls here in a second, but great event going on tonight, and uh, we want to bring Eric on to, to kind of introduce us to it and talk about it a little bit. Eric, how are you? Great. Thank you. Yes. 
Hey, let's let's talk about this thing. What's what's going down tonight in Little America? Okay, so we're having our um, our annual our yearly um, awards banquet. So we honor anywhere between eleven and fourteen um, scholar, leader, athletes, football players, and we are part of the National Football Foundation College Hall of Fame, and we're part of their network, and we're the Utah um, we're the Utah section of that foundation. So every year we have a banquet at that banquet. We honor, again, we give scholarships to anywhere between 11 and 14 scholar leader athletes. And then we also recognize a high school coach, a high school referee, uh, another individual who's contributed to amateur football. That would be Tom Ramage. And then we do a distinguished American, someone from the state of Utah or someone that has played um, at any one of the colleges and have had, has had a great year and is doing a ton in your, in the community. And, that this year we're lucky enough to have Garrett be that in person. And this is the 26th annual event, right? I mean, the you you have some big names from Utah football that have received this award, right? Yeah. So this is our 26th year. We've got we've been very fortunate. Yeah, all the way back to um, you know Steve Young to Gifford Nilsson to Eric Weddle to Kyle Van Noy to Steve Smith. And on and on. We've been really fortunate. State of Utah has had a lot of really good football players who are really good people, and they've participated. Loki Nata, a lot of great athletes that have made a big difference with our foundation. Well, Eric, we appreciate you jumping on. Good luck with the event tonight, uh, and uh, thanks for for uh, for uh, doing what you do. That's amazing. Yeah, hey, appreciate you taking the time. And there, here's here's the main event, Garrett. <laughs> we appreciate you, Eric. Eric Jacobson, again, uh, the National Football Foundation celebration. It's tonight, their 26th annual. Eric is uh, president, of course, of the Utah chapter. And uh, joining us now, uh, Denver Bronco, all-pro offensive tackle, of course, formerly of Snow College and the University of Utah. Garrett Bowles is on, on with us here on the big show. Hi, Garrett. How are you? I'm doing good, brother. How are you doing? Hey, we're doing great. Uh, talk about tonight's event a, a little bit, and I'm sure you're excited to be a part of it. Absolutely. It's a great honor for me to come back to my, my hometown and to be representative, you know, at a, such a high, um, big deal for all these uh, high school athletes that, you know, big been huge in their communities. Not only that, but most importantly, their the classroom effort and uh, which transverses to the football field or there's, you know, whatever sport that they're a part of. And, you know, it's a great honor to, to be there with them. And I get to meet them here shortly and I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know, it's always good to come back home and to, to be recognized and um, in this wonderful state of Utah that I'm, you know, to put blood and sweat and tears into into the city. The city and uh, I just, I'm, I'm very grateful and honored to be here. So, Garrett, compare for us will you, your uh, various stops at the uh, your younger stages through college and now into the pros. How how has that journey gone? How has it been different one level to the next? And what's your overall experience now? Well, if you asked me 10 years ago if I'd be, you know, where I'm at now, being an all-pro and playing in the NFL, I think you're all crazy. You know, I've, it's always been my dream to play in the NFL. And, you know, I had a rocky past growing up and had to deal with a lot of adversity at a young age and uh, continued, you know, to fight. You know, went on my mission and came home and went to snow. And, you know, they, I had one opportunity to play there, one scholarship, and my mom told me, you know, be the first one on the field and the last one off. And I, I did that, and I earned that scholarship. And, you know, did a wonderful things down there, and what a phenomenal program that is to to feed into bigger schools and 
you know, I learned discipline. I learned to be a student down there. You know, graduate, graduating there was a 3.5 GPA, so um, it was a great honor for me. And, you know, the game at the junior college level, you know, it's you either it's very difficult. Um, not a lot of people understand, you know, you, it's a struggle for sure, um, just trying to balance out life and sports and football and, and all of the above. And um, so went there, you know, I, I busted my butt and earned a scholarship to the University of Utah. Um, you know, it felt right going through the process of going to so many different schools um, across the country. It just felt like felt right going to play in my backyard so that my parents and my wife and everyone can be there with me and, and support me and be there after the games. And um, what an awesome that was. I'm so thankful for Coach Whittingham and definitely Coach Harding, the mentor that he's been for me. I continue to talk to him today. You know, I think I speak to Coach Harding at least weekly. Um, if not, you know, a couple times a month for sure. Um, and I love that relationship. Um, I'm very thankful for him because it's made the transition to the NFL so much easier. Um, and going to the Broncos, you know, it, it was such a blessing to be drafted there and knowing that it's so close to home that my family can watch as well. And I love Denver dearly. Um, you know, it's a special city. Um, and, you know, my first three years there was hard. And But, you know, middle of my third year, I, found a consultant, you know, that coached in the NFL for 30 years and that sort of became my mentor and um, and just listened to everything that he has. Um, and he taught me football, taught me the technical side of things, and I did a completely 180 and stacked, stacked so many games together. So, we losing? Oh, we're here. We've got you. Oh. And um, so I had the great season um, and uh, worked my butt off, you know, COVID, you know, what it did to everybody, um, you know, all my thoughts and prayers to, to everyone out there. But uh, I sort of took that upon myself to, you know, I'm not going to let COVID be an excuse for me. So, you know, them not picking up my fifth year option. And I just went to town and I busted my butt. And, you know, me and my wife took set. My wife helped me take sets. Um, she was a pass rusher for me. And, and uh, you know, we just worked together. And, you know, during this time, I realized what the most important thing in life was my family. And, and uh, letting that be um, the guiding force to my success it is today, you know, putting my wife and my children first and everything I do and, and watching the results of, of me doing that. And uh, I couldn't be more grateful and blessed and honored to be where I'm at today. That's a heck of a story, Garrett. That is a heck of a story. And you, you have something in common with my co-host, Gordon. He also does pass rush sets with his wife. So that's <laughs> that's something that you guys have uh, have in common. Uh, but no, with, with with that in mind, kind of the next step, you 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 mentioned you signed that, that big-time deal. Take us into that moment after your journey. What did it feel like to get that four-year deal from the Broncos where they said, you know, you are our guy? That had to feel pretty good. Uh, it felt amazing. Um, I had no idea they were even working on it. I just remember going through all last year, and me and my agent just said one game at a time, one play at a time, and um, and that's exactly what I did. You know, every every week was a new opponent, a new challenge, um, new chapter of my book that I had to stack together. And so I didn't let anything distract me. Um, you know, as many things that was going around the NFL and how difficult it was playing in you know middle of a pandemic. But uh, how thankful I am for my wife, you know, reflects to my wife and my children and all the times with the steady times and all of that. But when it got to around Thanksgiving time, my family was at my house and um, my agent called me. Uh, I think it was uh, the day before Thanksgiving and the day after and said, hey, the Denver wants to strike a deal. And I just remember tears down my face and, um, you know, it gives me the goosebumps just even talking about today. And um, it's a huge blessing. Um, you know, I worked so hard and, you know, I've been that guy that people used to tell me that, you know, 
you're never going to make it. You're never going to do things. But I always knew I, I had an opportunity to make it. Um, I just knew I just needed a little bit extra time to develop. And once I got that, you know, develop technical side of football, the rest was history. And uh, I'm very thankful for, you know, the Broncos organization and, you know, them putting trust into me. Um, I know I remember that moment when I when I got the call and the next day we were playing the Saints. Actually, we played a game with no quarterback, so that was pretty interesting. Um, but uh, it was just, just an amazing opportunity that I had. You know, me and Coach Vangio there and uh, my head coach for the Broncos is a phenomenal man. I talked to him weekly, and I just remember giving him a big hug, and he told me I knew you could do it. And uh, it was just a great honor um, that they gave to me. And, uh, you know, I don't take that lightly, and I'm going to give him everything I have for as many years as I can play. So, Garrett, when you uh, what message do you send to young people, and and quite frankly, anyone of any age, when it comes to your experience? What what message do you uh, do you single out? You know, my my goal is now is um, is chasing greatness, um, and how to treat how to chase greatness is it doesn't matter how you start, it matters how you finish, and uh, that's uh, been a quote of mine for so many years, and it's true, you know. It doesn't matter how you start your life or how you start your career or how you start work or or whatever. You can always, you know, finish strong. You can always make, a, you know, chapters longer than they need than people think they are. You can always continue to build on chapter after chapter and make them as long as you want. And uh, that's what I, that's what I'm doing. I'm chasing greatness now. Um, I want to be the best left tackle to ever play this game of football. Um, that's just my mindset. And, uh, you know, it's all about it's all about if you want it. And, and finding your why, like why do you do what you do? And, and once you find those things and, and continue to find a balance, you know, you find three things that, that, that are your strongest three attributes, like my family and, you know, God and, and football. Faith, family, football is what drives me and my family. And once I put those things first and know that I can eliminate distractions and not let anything break my foundation, then the rest is history. So that's what I would say to the children out there today. So, do you have any idea who you're going to be blocking for this next year? <laughs> I knew that question was coming. <laughs> um, you know what? Um, I, we have a great team. Um, well, I think we have one of the most special teams in the AFC. Um, you know, I, I truly believe that we can make the playoffs. Um, I know everybody says that every year, but with the, with the guys we have, the defense that we have, the guys on offense that we have, amazing offensive line that we have you know i consistently just to trust my front office they're going to put the best guy in the back that touches the ball every single play if it's Drew, if it's teddy if it's you know aaron it doesn't really matter to me i just want to win um i'm a competitor and i know that um i put all my trust in the front office to make the best team so that we can make as far as we can and deep as we can in the playoffs all right, the uh, the event is tonight, the 26th annual National Football Foundation celebration. And, Garrett, we appreciate you jumping on with us. Congratulations for all your success. And, hey, we know you're on the other side of the Rockies, but you're still a Utah. <laughs> I appreciate that, y'all. You guys have a good day now. <laughs> Thanks, Garrett. Yeah, bye-bye. Garrett Bowles, of course, uh, a star at the University of Utah, played for Snow College, all-pro offensive tackle uh, for the Broncos. Uh, he, he talked about uh, getting some coaching, and and Gordon, isn't isn't that amazing? I mean, put in the work, work on the technique. You know, the physical part was always there with Garrett, and he yeah. goes from a guy who, uh, you heard him mention it, didn't get the fifth-year option on his rookie deal picked up, basically meaning that the Broncos are like, yeah, we're not – planning on having you around to long-term 
four-year extension from the Denver Broncos where they basically say, you're our guy. And, I mean, his, and his story from the early years, he had a bit of a troubled time as a youth, and he isn't shy about saying that, and uh, made something of himself. Man, this is a great story. Great story. Guys like that are so easy to root for. Yeah. Good for him. Congratulations. Yeah. I mean, That's this is great. a guy, like you said, who had some ability and just needed to to uh, to work at it and focus it and get it uh, going in the right direction. That's exactly what he did. Uh, I like stories like that because some people think that uh, people who find success, it's like, okay, they can do that, but I can't, you know. And he did have some physical gifts, but uh, this, this is a guy who essentially turned his life around. Well, um, which is amazing. And and as far as the, the physical gifts go, I, you know— I, of course, uh, am a regular listener of Hans and Scotty, and I follow Hans when it comes to offensive and the defensive line conversation. The man knows uh, what he's talking about. Well, he played both. And uh, that year that Garrett was at the University of Utah, you might as well have renamed that show Talking Garrett Bowles with Hans and Scotty. <laughs> I mean, and I, I don't want to misquote Hans, but he, he talked about this maybe a few months ago where he said, I believe, and again, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but he was the most physically gifted O-lineman he's seen come through in his time covering uh, the local college uh, uh, football program. So, I mean, that's that's quite the compliment. And uh, he, he gets in the NFL, you know, tunes up the skills even more and, and turns into a guy that— Thanks to his wife, pass rusher. Yeah, how amazing was that? What a great story. He's, his wife his wife is pass rushing. He's doing sets. That's amazing. It's an it's an effort. It well, takes a team. It's teamwork that makes the dream work. <laughs> Thanks for that. Uh, are you living in a van down by the river? No, no, not. There was there was another component to uh, his overall attitude there, and it's uh, well, it's, it's 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 gratitude. Yeah, it seemed he was excited. gratitude is the attitude. Yeah, he was excited about the. <laughs> Uh, the opportunity tonight where he's going to, they're honoring some high school players and he, was, uh, he mentioned that he was going to have a chance to talk with them. You could tell that was important to him. I think that's well, awesome. Yeah, he was thanking everybody. Yep. Yeah, uh, super for, cool. For what uh, the path he was able to go and uh, the, the, the people who helped him along the way, right down to his wife. Yep. Pretty cool. And he thanked his kids. Thanks, <laughs> thanks everybody. Well, Good thanks for him. to I love it. Garrett for being on the show with us. We appreciate it. More next. And he, he does play for the Broncos. He does currently still. Continuously. <laughs> More next, 97.5 and 1280 of the zone. Chasta, our friend you, Chasta Trailer, one of the police on a total request Tuesday, bands that have broken up or are no longer together, you know, like Garrett Poles was allegedly no longer a member of the Broncos. Oh, really? Do we have to stress that? That wasn't my idea. Do we have to stress that? That wasn't my idea. Don't look at me. Total request Tuesday, just whatever comes up in the first segment. That's what we go with. There's a bald guy across the glass that made that executive decision. Don't blame me. What? What? Uh, <laughs> we could play some Beatles tunes for you. They're no longer together. Why would you want those hacks? 
Oh, I totally agree with that. I was trying to be nice to you. The Beatles are worse than Limp Biscuit. Limp Biscuit, a band no longer. That's, that's one of your bolder takes, by the way. Oh, really? I mean, <laughs> since since I, I was forced to say it, bold take. Limp Biscuit, not uh, considered the most musically gifted group of all time. The Beatles were great. Uh, Absolutely, they were fantastic. all right. They were fine. I mean, George was good. The rest of them were kind of. Oh, you mean the best songwriting duo of all time? Who, who was uh, the drummer who, that got Elton out? Elton John and Bernie Toppin? What do they have to do with this? Oh, yeah, who was the drummer who got... Uh, Pete Best. Paul Best. What's Pete his Best. Name? Yeah, who got injured, right? Did he get hurt or did he just get cut? I get that I in Blink... They, I thought they dumped him. It was Blink-182 whose drummer got hurt. Really? Travis Barker? Is not their original drummer. Really? Yeah, their their original drummer like broke his arm or something. and so they, Like in that thing you do? And, yeah, and they <laughs> took Travis Barker with them out on tour and then all of a sudden got famous, and they they said to the guy who broke his arm, like, well, eh, get well soon. Eh, <laughs> eh. Lenny fell down. They said, here's Pete Best's number. Give him a call. <laughs> ask, him how to, ask him how to cope. AutoZone's hiring. And that Travis Barker guy is living the dream these days because he's, uh, he's uh, traipsing around the world with a Kardashian, right? I don't know, is he? Where are you guys on this? We don't gossip watch Real stuff? Housewives. This is, this is where, 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 which, where, where do you get this stuff? I pay attention. <laughs> yeah, Real Housewives. Yeah, I mean, you should. We should know the fan. I be. cannot wait for the next season. I, I follow this like. Oh, he's with Courtney Kardashian. That's what I'm saying. And they've been sending out uh, Instagram shots from every corner of the world, uh, flaunting their love. Wow. Isn't and and by the way, isn't he like 105 years old? And he and looks she, old. And she's like 19 or something. Does this stuff interest you? Yeah, it does. It does interest me. Yes. Uh, did you notice that uh, that uh, Benifer is back together? Yeah. Or, or I know uh, that because you told me. Ben Affleck and uh, and Jennifer Lopez. I wonder if uh, A Rod's jealous. Last week, Barker posted a steamy slideshow on social media from their latest romantic getaway in Utah. They in were in Utah? Utah? Does it say where? That sounds like a really creepy question. Uh, uh, oh, Does wow. Does it say where? Whoops, shouldn't have opened this story. <laughs> There's some candid shots included in, <laughs> candid. in the Instagram Oops. post. Well. I'm guessing what I saw, well, it looked like there was a, a valley of some sort and then Lake Powell behind it. So. Okay, oh. so maybe over there. You know, a lot of famous people do vacation here. Uh, yeah, yeah. Some, some, some. Live I think here, he's even. from Utah. Travis Barker. I think so. Oh, God, well, we should just. I pay attention. So. <laughs> that can't be true. Why I mean, not? I don't know. <laughs> you just aren't, arguing to aren't, argue? Aren't they from California? Anywho. I have no idea. Anywho. Uh, no, he's born in Fontana, California. Oh, well, just up, spot. just up the uh, the three fourteen from San Pedro. <laughs> no, it's not. Where is it? Isn't Fontana out <laughs> off the nine oh six? No, I think it's out east somewhere. Huh. I mean, back east. Well, I know, but it's out 
side from the N- not Los how Angeles it's done. Area. I've been scolded about this before. It's back east <laughs> and out west. Now, when you're Sir, talking, when you're get talking, it correct. When you're talking about east, then it is back east. But when you're talking about a location that's outside a certain location, then you could say, "Isn't Fontana out in Corona Way? Isn't it out there somewhere? I think it's by Pismo." <laughs> I thought it was out Riverside Way somewhere. Just a skip from Carlsbad. Travis wrong. Barker survived a plane crash. How about that? Wow, wow this guy can. This is, guy's got stories. He is a, just full of fun facts. Lucky, today. lucky dude. He actually sued the plane's owner, which happened to be owned by Goodyear Tire. Oh. Now dating a Kardashian. And did spend some formative years in Utah. Wow. But he's not from Utah. So what anyway. do you know? All right, stay tuned. <laughs> Coming up next, we're going to be talking more of this. We're going to be talking about Gordon's favorite subject, ball hogging. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 the zone.